I have a very small like uh, like just relationship with with Loot Crate. I only subscribed one time, and did, it was not a good experience. You did it the one time and canceled. Yeah, that's probably what happens to them a lot because the on the top, you know, as far as their promotional work, they do a really great job. Yeah, it's great. They do beautiful artwork, good promotional yeah. stuff. These are the stuff. These are the things they're going to be in their crate this month. They get you really excited. Yeah, the boxes are nice. Although I guess they're it's others. like a shoe. It's like a bigger shoe. Box, it's like a bigger right? shoe box, and you see in the past they they show oh you know hey these are the things that have been in our previous boxes this you know this is this could be you yeah, in the future hopeful. you could be guy opening up a box and it could be <laughs> guy opening up a box look at you and um i got mine and i got a really disappointing what was it world what? of warcraft t-shirt which wow. i did not want you did a wow <laughs> Why, are we recording this? It was no, it wasn't just a wild box. It was supposed to be Dragon Ball Z. It was uh-huh. supposed to be Marvel. Uh-huh. It was supposed to be, I think, World of Warcraft is uh-huh. one of the things. I'm like, well, I hope Wait, all it's in one little. box. Right. So they have uh, the, the boxes have a theme. And I think, let's just say for all intents and purposes, this one's theme was power or something, right? What? So the Didn't box. Did it come left, with a KKK hoodie? It did. Uh. It did. It, but they couldn't get the uh, the real McCoy. So it was a black one. So didn't know what to do with it. People had just thought I was. I don't know what they thought of me, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, they they so it was power, I think, yeah. and so I was really excited because you know it's gonna be Marvel, Dragon Ball Z, yeah, a couple of the other properties, and for the Marvel thing, I just got this really crappy st- Hulk statue. Mm. It's not even like a fig; it was like just like a like a dis- display figurine, yeah. not even a playful, cool thing, like yeah. a Funko or something, yeah. yeah. I haven't even taken it out of the box. Mm. I take everything out of the box. Ooh. This thing is still in the box. I don't know what to do with it. Oh, and the last thing they gave me as part of this subscription box was it was a Infinity Gauntlet of Emmett. But and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Actually, that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Although I got an email almost immediately after receiving the box that you should not use this. They are issuing a recall. They're, you should not use were this. Were they bo- flammable? They were flammable. So... I'm like, what the hell? They're like, well, you can keep it. We're going to send you a replacement thing. I followed up a little bit and they say, hey, don't worry about it. And I never got the replacement thing. And mysteriously, yeah, the oven mitt, uh-huh. Infinity Gauntlet oven mitt would actually, which would actually be kind of cool right now to have. Yeah. Even if I would, even if it's not, if it's not functional. Yeah. Yeah. Just the mitt. It's disappeared. So <laughs> I don't know what to, I don't, I don't know if they came and took it back. Uh, they had to sell off some of their their creditors. <laughs> they had to buy some off, some of their creditors off, and uh, they came back and they, it was like a middle of the night thing, and they grabbed the, it. The Hulk statue called, yeah, and it was like, oh, you gotta get this thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> so sorry. Get out of here. He actually he actually talks in New York. He's like, ah, you gotta get this thing. It's it's uh it's uh, it's gotta go. It's gotta go. We need the new one. It's gotta go. That's right. That's and right. I, they, they never did it. So Loot Crate, very, very upsetting to hear that they are out of business coming soon to a loot box near you. <laughs> the, the next box yes. theme will be bankruptcy. Ooh. And you got like Bob's Burgers. You got like... Uh, That'd like, be good. Like that would be Al good. Or, or whatever his name from Married with Children. Just a bunch of like really depressed dads from like pop culture history. Super Friends Super Show. This is Sean Dwyer, Sean Brennan, back with you once again to talk about superhero <laughs> movie news, comics, things related to those two. We're kicking out the show today talking about news we just, late breaking yeah, news. Yeah, we just learned We this. just learned this, that Loot Crate, and if, for those of you who have any 
type of connection to superheroes or pop culture, I'm sure that Google has your advertising data, dem demo stuff, and you've, just, yeah. you've been inundated yeah. with ads for, if you have any marker that you like pop culture or superheroes, You've seen the ads for Loot Crate. Yeah. And on the, on the surface, it's a really cool idea. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I've only seen ones for like Marvel. I've seen ones for DC. Right. I've seen a few that I'm like, oh, that's interesting. But I never bought them. Right. And and they, they are far from the only subscription box service. So that is there's out there. dozens that do it now. Right. But Loot Crate's popular. They If you listen to podcasts, yeah. they are often a, not anymore, they are a an advertiser often with podcasts. Well, that's it, how I learned about it. Well, them. it's not even Loot Crate themselves. It's other companies have mm -hmm. done a Loot Crate style. Uh, right. Blue Apron right. was very big for a few years. Blue yeah. Apron was like, hey, we got this box for you. It's a whole dinner with everything that you need, right. which is essentially a Loot Crate you can eat. Right. It's a subscription box. There is the excitement of getting something delivered to your door every single month. Yeah. It's like $20 a month. There yeah, is, yeah. There's the promise that for your $20 a month, you're going to get something cool delivered to your door every single yeah. month. In, in the days now where there, you don't get a monthly subscription to like a magazine to flip through or, or kids, kids Sports Illustrated. Remember getting those when you buy a whole year and you flip through, you get something new got, every single month? I got Nickelodeon. Ah, okay. Do, it's, but do, it was fun though. You yeah, get it delivered to your door. Yeah, you it's like, oh yeah, I got something new. So this is kind of, the, of an extension of that. Something delivers to your door every single month and it was like $19 and the promise is the value of the items inside this mystery box, this J.J. Abrams inspired mystery box. Were, it's about the box. Right. Vastly exceeded what you're paying every single month. Supposed to be. Supposed, supposed to be. To be. I, I don't know how they, how this particular business model fails because yeah. they just put crap in a box. For, yeah. So for in this, in this case, I got a box and the, the theme was power. So you you were promised something from a T-shirt, um, something from World of Warcraft, which I have no interest in. So I was hoping it was like a, a little tiny little button. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, which I like. Uh, Marvel, uh, you had uh, something else and something else, right? So yeah. I ended up getting a World of Warcraft T-shirt crap. What was on that shirt? Because I know you've never a, worn it. No, I've never worn it. Did it you is, even wash it? No, it's sitting in a drawer somewhere. I can't manage to throw these things out. So it's a World of War. It's like a it's like a shadow of one of the characters from the failed World of Warcraft movie they played. Oh out. man, yeah. I I still have. I, I will never watch that. No, it's it looks no good. So essentially, and then there was a, a little statue figurine of the Hulk, which I have never taken out of the box because it yeah. doesn't look fun. Uh, there, it doesn't look aesthetically pleasing in any way. So I've never taken it out of the box. It doesn't look fun to play with. So I don't yeah. know what to do with it. So it's just sitting somewhere in my house. You also have a Dragon Ball Z little plushy little thing, like a little Dragon Ball that you like a little plushy stuff thing that is supposed to be like a keychain. What was it? One of the characters? Was it like an actual ball? It's like a little ball. It was like a dragon wrapped around a Dragon Ball, it, like a little plush cushy thing with a key, that's supposed to be a keychain, but it's too big to be a keychain. So it's that's weird. disappointing. It's weird. And also, it was it came with an oven mitt in the shape of an Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. which was cool. But I, as I was telling you before the show, I got an email immediately after receiving the Loot Crate from Loot Crate. Yeah, that I was not allowed to use it. That a recall had been issued for just that one item. The one item I liked was it because it was too powerful. Too maybe that's what it was. Maybe. But to this day, I can't find it. So I feel like the Avengers have been traveling through time, have done some type of time heist and taken it. All because I can't of, find all it. of those mitts. All of the mitts. Have oh. you seen a mitt around? I've, I mean, I haven't looked. They've taken all our mitts. 
I mean, very sad. That's true. So I did not renew my subscription for Loot Crate. I canceled it, of course. And that's probably what happened. You know, across the board, you'd get your you can kind of fool someone once. Yeah. With all the hype, all the promotional work they do, which, you know, they get you very excited about the service. And then you get the stuff and there might be one out of six items that are worth your money. And at that point, they're ahead. You know, if you get one, if you pay $20 and you just get like a T-shirt yeah. that is passable out of this entire box, they're ahead. Essentially, it's just all of this overstock that they get and they just throw it in the box. And the box is probably what the most expensive thing. So I don't know how this business model failed unless like their subscription base had dropped to well, such a number. So to such a number. So what it was is they laid off 150 workers right. from their warehouse. But they also, let's see. They had twenty million dollars, I believe, mm-hmm. was the num- was the fact and figure. Yes, they still have oh at least twenty million dollars worth of shipments to customers, and some subscribers report not having received in the last three months Sad. a box of garbage. That's essentially what they're they're selling to you. It's it's a lot of dressed up promotional. Like they do a very nice. Yeah, job promoting getting it really worked up into a frenzy. I remember, I remember seeing people talk about what, like, uh, what'd you get in the loot crate this month? Don't spoil right. it, right? But let's talk right. about it. Like, we can talk about it. What'd you guys get? And it, everyone for the first few, I think maybe like a year, maybe yeah. a little over a year, everyone. And then they realized that more than average, the boxes were not filled with very good stuff. No. No, I I mean, the, there aren't eBay prices where someone's right. like, oh, man, did you get that loot crate from October 2017? Right. I'm looking for that specific thing. No one cares about it. No, no one cares it. about it's the individual garbage. stuff. It's, it's garbage. So the only things I think that would be valuable would be an unopened loot box. I think that's the only thing that would sell for something that is just unopened. Though, not the if everyone inside. knows what it's if everyone knows what's inside. And, you know, they, do you th- do you think, think that think there's more one. value? Yeah, okay, I, I do. I think that that is most valuable. That the mystery thing. still exists. The mystery still exists. J.J. Abrams has fi- has right. figured it out. That's right. The okay. mystery, the box, and the unopened box. Even though people kind of know what's inside, there is just something about an unopened, pristine box. Yeah, it's, that uh, the the possibilities are, are endless. So it's very sad. Uh, of course, I am never going to get. I was supposed to get reimbursed. For my recalled item, yeah, you're supposed to get. Yeah, never never happened. So, is this news? Sorta. I mean, I feel like if you are a person who likes superheroes and pop culture, you've been inundated in one form or another with advertising for this company. It's I I definitely feel like this that Loot Crate started out because we had also talked about this that Loot Crate Mm -hmm. started a wave of other Loot Crates. Right, Blue Apron, which we mentioned previously, Mm -hmm. it was an edible Loot Crate. You you got it, you paid for it. Everyone was like, oh, this is new, this is fun. There have been dozens. The Red Sox had a loot crate. Sure, sure. Companies were doing it because they saw a demand. Oh, there's a, that was there's a loot crate for anything. Yeah. Even you know, there's there's other subscription box services like uh, Geekbox. There's a number of other ones, and I don't know. I had I don't have my I don't I don't claim to have my fingers on the pulse of the subscription box service. The the state of the the services. So is it news? I mean. Everyone, I think, has had at least some interest in Loot Crate or well, it's the mystery. It's, yeah. it's the mystery, man, and the- it leads into J.J. Abrams, who is still uh, he is still timely. So, um, best of luck, I guess. I'm not sure if that is. It sounds like it's it for Loot Box. Yeah, at least for this one. Yes. So, coming up on the Super Friends Super Show, this is issue 
181, oh, I believe. Boy. Boy, I feel it doing... in my joints. That's right. At this point, you are, you've lived through, God, so many oh. uh, monumental celebratory episodes. I feel like a Highlander. I feel, right. I, I, feel, I feel strong, but I feel old with wisdom. Well, I'm there are like, only oof. two of us here on the panel today. So oh, boy. the numbers are, are dropping. There can, o- there can only be one. And yet here we are. The right? two of us. We're, we're, we're at a standstill. We're just like, mm, mutually that, assured destruction. Right? That's right. The show will continue as long as there is at least two of us to be guaranteed. But on the show, we're going to talk about superhero movie news and comics and things that we promised at the start of the show. Uh, we're going to cover, of course, ooh, where are we going to get to? Uh, people who are excited about CW's Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover event coming this fall. We got some news on that. Don't worry. And Sony's Spider-Man characters, if you enjoyed Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse that was headed by Lord and Miller, the cartoon. They are going to, apparently they have a number of properties that they are developing for a smaller screen, so we'll talk about that. And Joker, the movie, the Scorsese-produced number, is going, uh, right now there are some projections how it's going to do in a month's time when it comes out in October. We will talk about that and what we expect as well. Uh, what else? Dr. Doom. Doom for him. A, a solo film. I finally spoiled it. The solo film for <laughs> Dr. Doom is, is doomed. Uh, so we'll talk it, about that it, it, a little it, bit. It's just doomed. Uh, Not much I, of a story there. Yeah. I th- the head, it's one of those headlines that's like, the headline told you. That's right. And because now that Disney owns fox they have some plans to reboot a number of properties over at fox we'll talk about which ones are due for a reboot potentially and the new mutants uh is a god it feels like it should be called the new zombies because this is a this property is walking dead around um us i like what you did there and will it ever hit theaters well i break into that it's done right well we'll, we'll get to it well, okay you were just the listener you're, no, you're playing yeah. the role uh, it's done right the person yelling at their speaker system in the car done, right that's right, right? we'll answer yeah, those questions I, I hope and one of us or two of us watched amazon primes the boys amazon videos the boys we'll find out who managed to watch the boys the whole series the whole entire series is up yeah and the first season is finished mm-hmm Eight episodes. Eight episodes. I guess we'll talk about it right now. You know, let's lead off with that one. Yeah, you want to do it? Um, Because that did just end. I watched the first episode of The Boys just you, before this show. What'd you think of it? I enjoyed it. Okay. I was not expecting to enjoy it because I've seen a number. Uh, I've just seen advertisements for, you know, because I use Amazon all the time. So I've seen banners for The Boys all over the place. And originally, as I explained to you, I was... Uh, I was resistant to getting into watching this show because I feel like I everything I consume, most of what I consume, yeah. is superhero or comic book based. Television is sort of like live action television is just kind of one sanctum that I try to branch out a little bit into things that are not superhero based. Yeah, just I you just want more Downton Abbey. I else. want more Downton Abbey. Exactly. You know, I comics is for superheroes. My movies is for superheroes. My reading is for superheroes i just my clothes are for superheroes leave me alone so television is one of the last spaces now that marvel's you know their their netflix lineup is kind of dead at this point pretty much i am not really watching any television shows that are set in in center around around superheroes but I watched this one because I've heard a lot of good things. And also yeah. you gave it a very strong, compelling review. That was and it. And I watched the first episode and you've watched the entire thing, I said, the first season. Yeah. Okay. And is it as good? How many episodes does it go? 
the boys and we'll talk about what the boys well, the is. first season's eight episodes the first season is eight episodes so it is just to give you a brief synopsis what what is a brief synopsis of the show um, for those who are like me holding out in a world in a world oh my god oh give me chills golly um it's Think of it if the Justice League right. was run by Marvel, was run by Disney, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this was the real world, and they're all kind of like dicks, right? And they're a bunch of booster golds, pretty much. That's actually a really good. Yeah. And I, I, I hadn't put those two together. Um, think of them all like booster gold who but are like ju- a little more evil. Yeah. Well, no. Well, or, more that's like what, people. Just that's more what like makes people. it interesting, the, right? There are a lot of shades of gray. You don't know who is really a a bad guy yeah in it at least that's where i stand right now what having just finished the first episode well it, it it's it's one of those it's like well you, isn't everyone just it's like everyone's yeah. shades of gray everyone's just what's the worst evil you right. you're gonna back it's like well they're both bad guys but i'm gonna vote for the one that i think is the right. least worst that's right that's uh, right so there's a lot i liked it because it's it's well done of course you, the first episode is told mostly from the perspective of, well two perspectives a new superhero who is joining the justice league the the analog for the justice league the this, seven the seven as they call it yeah and she is she like goes through an auditioning process she's got um mr light powers she's able to pretty much yeah she's able to uh to to produce very bright electrical She's able magnetic electrical fields. Yeah. She, so her powers are pretty much that of the sun where she can right. uh, blind people and mm. take whatever electronics like light bulbs, LED TV, so on and so forth. All that technology. Her name is Starlight. Yes. Her so. name is Starlight. And just kind of like ramp that up mm. and make everything blindingly bright. And she can, I, I'm pretty sure that in the comic, it extends it a little bit right. further with what she can do. Mm-hmm. But again, well, only eight episodes, pretty much an hour long. Right. You can only fit so much into that. So you get two different perspectives, all approaching the the group of the seven from two different directions. Yeah, you have Starlight who is entering the seven. Yeah, and that kind of brings you up into this culture where they there are real superheroes and they kind of treat it like an acting gig. Well, yeah, you're up for this big role. You're up for this big big part, this big job. Well, the, the, again, so think of it like how. The DC is the best comparison because Mm -hmm. Garth Ennis knows that he doesn't really care to do... I mean, he mixes the analogs of Captain America and Superman, Mm -hmm. mashes them together. Right. But... Garth Ennis is the writer of this this series originally. Garth Ennis is the anti-hero of anti-hero writers. Um, So what you have is you have uh, the seven, which are basically the Justice League, the, the top tier... And throughout the entire world, there are other lower tier, second, third string characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are all, again, like your second, third string heroes. Like your Booster Gold, everyone, like your Booster Gold is what, like a C lister? Yeah. He's like a C, maybe a low B. He's like mm-hmm. a he's like a B minus minus character. And that exists in this mm-hmm. world. So there's different tiers, but the seven, the seven is the, the creme de la creme. Right, right. Everyone wants to be the seven. The seven has the movie contracts. The seven has the love of everyone in America. They right. have cartoons. They have action figures, posters, comics, movies. And they're the most protected as far as what they choose to get into. Exactly. Exactly. So just like how your movie stars are protected, mm-hmm. so are these characters 
but they have the potential to rip your skull off. Right. With just like, like, or run through you. Or run through you. So the other, that brings me to the other main character whose name escapes me. But he, Huey. He, Huey, that's exactly Huey. right. I just Huey. got finished. I didn't take any notes. I just finished watching the episode like an hour ago. On a side note, uh, Simon Pegg, who mm-hmm. plays yes, Huey's father, father yes. was actually the original character that Huey was drawn to look like. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because they talked about Simon Pegg being Huey, and they're like, Simon Pegg looks too old to right. be Huey, this 20-something, 30-ish loser, right. but he looks too young to be Huey's dad to me. So it's a little yeah, weird. It's a little right. weird. Right. But I love that Simon Pe- that no, they involved great. Simon Pegg in he that. He plays as well. a very nuanced his portrayal, his uh his, his Do you like his accent? Very, yeah, he's got an interesting accent. <laughs> it's such a it's weird American, accent. It's different. Like it's <laughs> jarring. It's so nuanced his performance. And again, I've only seen one episode, so there's probably a lot more to come. It's good. He does a really you know what, as a character where everything he's done has been over the top mm-hmm. and he's always been like the main character in a film, him playing a third row character right a supporting character who it's is great. trying to be supporting to his son huey as yeah as yeah. he is befallen by tragedies you know not to give too much away but something happens one of these superheroes is not too responsible with his powers and it ends up affecting huey in in a very negative way yeah. so he has a very different perspective and he has a very different view of these of these superheroes and of course now you have starlight who is entering so you it's interesting there's a lot of like twists and turns there's a lot of things going on it's written very smartly i think and yeah. it's really it's good i'm gonna watch episode two there are plenty of shows out there where i will especially superhero shows because i think a lot most of them are quality i'll watch and like that was good I have no interest in seeing where this is going. I can see I've seen this before. I I read superhero comics like for a living. Basically, it's like my, <laughs> this is my job. This is my. I re, I'm like all right, I, but I've seen it all before. I know how this yeah. is gonna play out. And nothing is gonna surprise me. This just kind of seemed par for the course. I'm sure it's gonna be fine. But there's a lot of fine stuff. This seems like I've never read the comic. So. No, and I I also think that that's what a lot of people. That's what they're right. expecting. A lot of people didn't read this comic except diehard Ennis sure. fans. What uh, else has Garth Ennis written? He's written The Punisher. Okay. Uh, he, he wrote uh, the biggest chunk of Punisher Max. Right. He also um, did He's from like a Authority. Different yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Garth Ennis is pretty much the the character who... When, when was he best known? What period was he best known for? Is When was he at his peak, Garth Ennis? Because I feel like I just missed him. I've heard... I know Garth Ennis. Yeah, yeah. The name of Garth Ennis. It was, it was the, the aughts. Yeah, the early uh, 2000s. Like coming coming right. out of the aughts because he was writing Marvel Knight's Punisher. Right. Which he then got a contract for to do Marvel Max, mm-hmm. uh, Punisher Max, when they when Matt when Par- Marvel was like, let's do a more adult oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was also with DC creating um the Authority right. on Wildstorm, and he was taking all of these characters. And again, he he's very well known. He yeah, th- the boys is pretty much the easiest job he could have had because Mm -hmm. it's his dream job. He wrote the authority, which is an analog for DC again, justice league where especially you have a gay relation. We have a relationship between Superman and Batman, which is intimate and physical Mm -hmm. and which blew people away. And people were very scared when that first happened because they're like, what is this? We can't have this here, but he, he did it. He, he was one of the first people to take those analogs and put it on a more mainstream mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. platform. So he's good. I think he doesn't get the 
the acclaim he really truly deserves because yeah. of when he really hit his stride. Well, he also is, did Preacher too. He also right. Okay, so Garth Ennis, you know, he's done a lot of ind- more independent style, yeah, creator own yeah. types he, of stuff, which is so he really hasn't written. He was writing at a time when the big two were kind of down for the count a little bit right yeah. after the 2000s boom right before civil war i guess when things started yeah, to pick yeah, back yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know who he was writing for around 2006 when civil war happened over Ooh, marvel I, I i don't know if he was writing for marvel at that point if he's more doing i think he may preacher. have still been doing uh no no because preacher ended okay and uh oh so well like a long time ago in the 90s yeah, yeah, yeah Pre- right, preacher right, right. was uh vertigo yes um right. so I think he was. I think he might have been still doing Ma Max Punisher. Punisher okay. Max. He may have been. My dates are a little fuzzy on that one. Well, good for him. This is, seems to be. You know, this has exceeded expectations. The boys, and I'm sure he's getting paid. This is where you make your money as a creator. You have produced a number of, you know, a number of of, of well known properties and acclaim, and one of these big streaming studios bring you on. Like, hey, can we adapt one of your comics or? You know, we just want to bring you on to create stuff for yeah. us. Well, what, the thing, so like Mark Millar. Uh, well, so M- Millar basically just sold everything right. to Netflix, and they're like, "Okay, we'll make whatever you want," which right. is interesting because of how, even though Mark Millar has written crap, mm-hmm. he's also had a hand in writing things that were very interesting. Um, Jupiter Circle, I believe, mm-hmm. is going to be coming out in Netflix sooner right. or later. There are some photos of that. That's a part of Miller World. Um, he also had uh, the magic one, Black. Do you remember that Black one? Black Order? Black, yeah, Black Order. And, right. and again, so he has matured with his success, right. which is good because Nemesis was garbage. So was the first Kick-Ass. That was pure yeah. garbage. But um, AMC did Preacher. I, I don't know if that's still going on. I don't want to. I don't it. know either. That was I, one I of didn't those really care for like, it. There's so much good stuff going on. I Well, no. So, so basically what they did is they took that and made it into a AMC, AMC show. And then with that, they're like, okay, now we can go a little bit further. Mm-hmm. We can take basically the source material, which I will tell you right now. There's one scene in the first episode of The Boys where a man gets very teeny and jumps into something, and that's straight from the comic. That did indeed And happen. that would not have happened on, on AMC. AMC right. And this is something where there aren't any rules. This is basically where a Deadpool sort of movie or show exists solely to be able to mm-hmm. do that sort of thing and so, that's that's yeah. exactly it it's a good place it's a good landing spot for the boys uh this is from jennifer selke who is the head of amazon studios she revealed that the the boys surpassed the company's predictions she says we are thrilled that the boys have surpassed our viewing our predictions for viewing in its first two weeks and become one of the most watched amazon original series by our prime video customers so and then they're they have a ton of momentum going into season yeah. two, so I would think that's all but confirmed that they're going to be doing a season two. Um, this is you know it's an interesting uh, little home that Amazon has. You also have the Tick over. I don't know if Tick is coming back for season no, three. No, the the Tick is is trying to find a home for season right, three. Right, but they also that was also a very well done series. It on, was, also on Amazon Prime, so they've done yeah. some good superheroes. You know, not your mainline superhero series. Exactly, exactly. I I think they understand that. Marvel and mm-hmm. Disney and Warner Brothers and DC can have their heroes. Right. They're not needed for to to, to be able to tell stories like this. The right. Tick, a complete indie. Uh it was a baby doll on Fox Cartoons. Yes. Um the comics are still kind of okay, but mm-hmm. definitely people had that nostalgia kick when it came back. 
on to Netflix and I I mean uh, onto Amazon. I definitely think that was a good thing. And especially with the boys, you see that Garth Ennis could easily sell whatever other properties he's working oh, yeah. on now and just be like, go for it. Just yeah. take it and run. It doesn't matter because he's still going to continue to write things. He's still yeah. going to write Judge Dredd and he's still going to write mm-hmm. weird analogs for whomever is allowing him to write. So this is a huge boon for, for Garth Ennis because this is a launch pad yeah. to whatever other adaptations or creative things that he wants to be, you know, whoever partnerships he exactly. ends up doing in the future. And this will allow him to do, I think more creator owned type of things as far as comics, because people will be interested to like, see what he creates so they can adapt it yeah. and everyone gets to make money in that regard. So very, uh, I was pleasantly surprised because yeah. I watched Legion, which is a very good show. Legion, Legion but I is, didn't have any interest to watch episode two of Legion. Okay, see, that's the thing. Legion is one of those shows where it's weird. Mm-hmm. It it takes a bit to get into. It was oh, exhausting. That's how I felt after. I felt exhausted. Because I, I think that sometimes that was exactly how you should have felt after mm-hmm. that episode because a lot of stuff was thrown at you. Right. Every character is exhausted. Every person is yeah. exhausted. And I think that that show took how weird that character is in that mm-hmm. world at that time right and just went with it and i think that was probably and i've heard it's it's doing it's brilliant it did really well it's brilliant it, it's I, wrapping up its run it has three seasons right. i believe the last season is either airing or is going to air so yeah that's um that's also one i, I plan on maybe getting into i understand that that the, the creator of legion over on fx will now no longer be doing the dr doom movie no, uh, that has been shot. It's down. still doomed. It's still doomed at this point. And of course, Doctor Doom was part of the the stable of superheroes that Fox Studios owned. And now yeah. that they have been absorbed, reabsorbed, yeah. like Majin Buu, back into the the body, the gross pink slime that is Marvel Studios Disney. You're, wait, I, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. John is trying to hold follow on. this. Do, do, does <laughs> this, this make him fat Majin Buu, or does this make him like skinny, overpowered Majin Buu? Which one is this, this now? Is, this is like the uh, adult Buu. Okay. That just keeps on absorbing and becoming stronger and stronger. Okay. And stronger. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you now. I, I don't, you know, I was going to give you a full explanation as far as how Majin Buu, nope. how Fat Buu came into being, but I, nah, I, I don't let's want to do that. too much. Let's not do that. So <laughs> with absorbing that property back into its, its big gigantic, yeah, it's mushy self. self. It's mushy self. At this point, I guess they no longer, they've dropped and axed a lot of approaches, a lot of directions that some of these Fox properties, there's yeah. Fox heroes were maybe some, a lot of projects in the early stages, they have essentially axed a number of them. A couple are left standing. Deadpool, I think, will be fine. Well, so what's interesting about Deadpool is that yeah. Disney was like, rated R. And then the director was like, hey, we can make that PG-13, which I'm curious if they're going to do the exact opposite of what they did mm-hmm. with Deadpool 2, which was release a PG-13, make it funny, and then just release a, a, like a hard rated R do DVD. And then do a hard R. Well, yeah. yeah be, because like they did it both ways. They did it the first way. They're like right. super hard rated R movie. It's going to be funny. It's going to be one of the, it's going to make millions. And then the second one, we're going to not only release the rated R version, but we're going to come back around Christmas time, double dip, have a few like extra scenes, like maybe like yeah. five. I never saw it. I think it's, I With think it was Tim Arnold or Tom. Ar- what's the name of the, not Tim Arnold, Tom Arnold. What's the name of the kid from wonder years? John Arnold, <laughs> <laughs> Mike Arnold. I, know, I forget his name. No, no, no. Dude, dude. Twice upon a Deadpool. That was, yeah, they yeah, had yeah. some scenes from, um, 
from the Princess Bride. Fred Savage. Fred Savage. Fred Why Savage. did I think Arnold? Kevin I Arnold. Because yeah, Kevin Arnold was his, was his, was his character in really? the Wonder Years. Really? I'm not going to lie. Why. I didn't really watch a lot of Wonder right. Years. The only reason I... Think I you just missed it. Like me missing Garth Ennis, I think you missed the Wonder Years. The only reason I know that those that uh, Fred Savage and has a link to Boy Meets World mm-hmm. is because Corey mm-hmm. is his mm-hmm. younger brother. That's that's the only time that connection. So were you a made. big fan of Boy Meets World? Oh, totally. Did you see the episode where Fred Savage came on and as, as a teacher, a, as a teacher, and he, yeah, who made a pass on at oh. Topanga? Oh, yeah. And Corey punched him. Yeah, it was weird, yeah. right? Great episode. Great show. Remember Mankind was on there for some reason? I do, of course. That was a weird episode. Of course. I remember everything that ever. We watched that show. <laughs> we would record episodes of Boy Meets World on, on VHS. Tape? On VHS oh. and just play them when the show okay, wasn't on. Okay, so did you enjoy it more when he was in high school or when he went to college? I think college. You like you like, you like liked it a little scantily clad? It was a little wilder. Did, was it because yeah. you... I think it was because a lot of characters... Well, the show grew was up growing with people. up. With, yeah, well, yeah. It, people grew up with that show, That's so right. it actually did a very nice transition, right? Where it had that longevity, where it grew mm-hmm. up, and the people grew up as well. Yeah, like it, it wasn't, out. it wasn't animated, right? As like Adventure Time or Steven Universe, where the animation can take years, but they're supposed, still supposed to be like a seven or eight year old boy. Where Boy Meets World. It, mm-hmm. you, you saw him. He did it. Yeah, he, he did the whole. And the show grew re- along with him, and which was really worked out. And what's funny is, I think Say by the Bell tried to do the same thing, where they send the college years. But I don't think the fan base, and I could be wrong about this, were enough. Cl- they were close enough. To, so I think the fan base for. Um, for Save the Bell, we're, we're like middle schoolers and, and elementary school kids. So when Zach and his friends made the jump to Save the Bell, the college years, yeah, I don't think those fan bases were growing I, up with them. I it, think it, they were that was too foreign. That it, world. It, it wasn't for me. It no. wasn't for me. Boy That's Meets World. Boy Meets World. I grew up, even though they're a little bit older than me. I still mm-hmm. grew up and still had older brothers and still understood things yeah. and still had weird feelings about everyone in college. Yeah, I think it worked. I think it worked. But uh, we, we digress. <laughs> we certainly digress. But yeah, a number of properties over at Fox Studios that are not going to be brought over to to Disney now that they own everything yeah. with Fox and and their their Marvel Mar- Marvel uh, properties over at Disney. So um, of course it seems to be a casualty. Doctor Doom. Uh, one casualty, which is really strange, is the M- New Mutants. It's a movie that no one wants to release, and which is rumors. so weird. Yeah, because it's not as it's not like Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four had so much had like people talking, like people right. at least knew it existed. And had seen actual footage of this. No one's seen footage. There is no leaked right. footage. There's no script. There's trailers for this one that have come out and just ca- have caused them to I've, like... I've only seen two trailers and it's a very horror movie-esque sort of trailer. Right. But that is it. That that that's not even that couldn't that doesn't even have to be original footage that could nope. just be nonsense that they just dropped and chopped. I mean, you saw just you saw what was it? Uh, Suicide Squad. You saw that trailer. We all did. That's how we knew it was a crappy movie. So this movie has been in development for what feels like three years. More, more than three more years. Than you three have years, a I feel. very young cast. What the uh, the one female actor from Game of Thrones is in this. She is she was Wolfsbane, right? Wolfsbane, yeah. Uh, what's her name? Um, Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones. I never watched Game of Thrones. She was like one 15 episode. when this was filmed. What is she, like 25 now? And now she's like 25. It's insane. But they released a trailer, and I guess 
the feedback that they got is that they wanted to lean harder into this horror house yeah, yeah. type of thing. And they did. And I guess no one likes it over at Disney now that they own everything. And there were plans to do more reshoots in 2019. And but why? those were just axed. They, they were just axed. Now they're like, there's no point. But, but it was like, a, it was a completed film as far as I know. It is complete and it's ready to be released. And there were rumors that this was, they were just going to drop it on Hulu or some service. That's and fine. The, I Do right, it. Which is do fine. Do it. Which, because they don't want to release this movie, it is still scheduled to be released in April of 2020 in a theater. What? The the rumors, apparently they've they've kind of set the rumors to, okay. to bed okay. that this is not going to come out on the streaming service. I think a lot can change from now until then. Yeah, it, it definitely. definitely can. I definitely right. think that this is... This is one of the weirdest things because right. it was it was written. It's like we're gonna take these characters, we're gonna do a different sort of take on them. It's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a horror movie. It, we're gonna deal with psychological horrors, Which physical cool. horrors, you can have different genres, yeah, sub genres yeah. within superhero movies. And everyone exactly. was like, "Oh man, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be new. It's gonna be mm-hmm. interesting." And then and then like one trailer, and that was it. Yeah, that was it. No, none of the characters, none of the actors, actresses. Uh, the writers, no one I know of has talked about this film in yeah. any interview. Well, I think it's just in such flux. And now it's been reported that the Disney executives do not like it. So I don't know why they're going to... You know what? They should even lean harder into this not releasing it thing and make it kind of like this this myth this this uh, where it ends up getting this cult following yeah. where maybe it's like 2025 and like it's this film that they will just no one's seen and then you you make a quick announcement like hey this um the unreleased film that you thought you'd never see it's 2027 yeah we're gonna be releasing we found it we found it and we're gonna be making it available one night only on the disney plus network oh man and now it's this now it's this big event yeah um i think that's the way to go and if it's crap hey you that, knew what you were getting. That's probably the only way they can make yeah. an event out of this because that's the only way that's, you do. that's the only way Marvel and Disney know how to sell things is make an event out of them. It's right. never like, hey, we got a small movie coming out. That's gonna be a little cool French for thing. It's like, no, event, it's gonna yeah. shatter the earth. We're gonna break box offices and offices and we're gonna break your ass in that chair. Break that's your what ass we're doing. Chair. That's right. So I think that's what their plan should be. Is to wait until 2030. 20? Oh, now, now we're pushing it back further. 2030. <laughs> and just build like, oh my God, they're never going to release. I'm, they're never going to release this movie in my lifetime. And then I'm going to be like 45. And people are like, oh my God, I remember when they when I first started hearing about this. And I thought I would never see this day. And then you see the day and you're like, that wasn't great. But hey, look how old I am. And look at what the journey's been. And then you're just reminiscing about the journey. And oh, man. look where you are. Yeah. So it, uh, let's touch on really quick. Speaking of Marvel, of course. And they're different types of properties, which they're yeah. dealing with right now. There are a number of properties that they're developing over for Hulu uh, that are going to be, I, I guess, cart- a combination of cartoons, maybe some live action. And one of the franchises they're bringing over there are Ghost Rider. Yeah, Go- yeah, yeah. Ghost Rider. No, 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 no. I, I, I was really, I'm like, Ghost Rider, eh? Ghost, Ghost Rider, which is a PBS show that I always accidentally do a slip of the tongue and say instead. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Uh, is is going to be a live action Marvel show that is going to be produced over at Hulu, yeah. and it's going to join uh, the likes of some other um, characters who uh, the Offenders, I guess, is is Did you another say one. Offenders, Offenders is is something that I saw that they are going to. Are be, you sure that's not Defenders? It says Offenders. Oh man, and he's oh. teaming up with uh, Hellstrom. Are you familiar with Hellstrom? Is I it? guess from Ghost Rider lore. No, he is uh, Hellstrom. Comes from another 
dark corner of the Marvel Universe. I thought that was supposed to be Hellstorm. Hellstrom. Uh, or Hellstrom. I don't know. Hellstrom is the last the, name. The, there, there's so many weird like nooks and crannies of the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. that it's like, these mm-hmm. are all the characters he made that are all satanic and demonic. Ah, we don't talk about them though. Yeah, uh-huh. this character in the show, Damien and Anna Hellstrom are the offsprings, serial killer, and they develop some pretty distinctive skills, personality traits, and all that stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's sure. very exciting. And are, are you sound so excited about very that. Exciting. Very exciting. You've everyone. also got Howard the Duck. They're also, he's actually having a series produced over at hulu is it really is it is it a live action cartoon it is going to be i think it's going to be a cartoon is it going to be written by matt fraction or or uh, chip zadarsky we'll see because i think chip zadarsky should write that because chip zadarsky is my man i think they're gonna if i could snuggle every night i would trade off words every other word there i'm okay with that because i i'm pretty sure that's how they did sex criminals they just traded off every other word yeah they're just they're just like i that would be interesting. Don't think. And in order to end a sentence with a period, they have to shake hands. <laughs> this is where we stop. <laughs> yes. I, I, I concede. I concede. Matt. Matt. End Matt. Sentence. Mr. Fraction and my babe Chip. My babe Chippy. Uh, if you guys are listening. Right. You guys. Yeah. You guys need to hop on this. That's an excellent idea. Writing, co-writing something. That is the ultimate way to co-write something. I'm trying to, look, I'm trying to find a, um, a listing of the series that are being produced now for Hulu from Marvel. Hulu already has The Runaways. So that's another Marvel uh, live action show. Yeah, yeah. But they're also bringing over Howard the Duck, Modoc, Tigra and Dazzler, Hitmonkey, and the culmination spe- special, The Offenders. So that is Did you say Modoc? Modoc. Why? It's going to be kind of a, a the, satirical. Who the hell wants Modoc? It's going to be a, a joke version, I guess, of. But I, so I don't know if a Ghost Rider, Rider is going to. Oh, for God's sake. If he, ghost Rider is the Ghost Writer. He, it's going to be great. He's going to write his own script, his own lines. It's actually going to be all about the Ghost Rider trying to ghost write his own script that's right. for Hollywood. And boom, I just wrote a brand new series. And they're gonna call, it's going to culminate with the Offenders. All those uh, this different properties. So I'm excited. This sure. is the most excited I've ever been. So Marvel's Ghost Rider and Ghost Hel- Rider. Hi- it's I cannot- Rider, sir. Come and on. Marvel's Hellstrom yes. will be hitting Hulu in 2020. Yeah, I'm I'm happy for that Hit Monkey because I bought Hit Monkey uh, number Hitmonkey. one. I'm not. I don't even know what Hit Monkey is. Hit. It was a comic that came out in the aughts, and mm-hmm. as far as I remember, it was a monkey who was an assassin. I never read it. I, I bought like it, it for like two bucks, and I'm waiting for Hulu that Hulu money so I can sell it on eBay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So a lot to look forward to over there, of course. And jumping over to DC, jumping over to the DC side of the Oof. pond. Me, I don't like. I don't. I, I don't like that pond. It's a weird pond. Joker is a film that is coming out. It is a Scorsese produced movie that people are it's i've heard like i don't know if i'm imagining this some little oscar buzz yeah so in the background i met this is probably the most excited mm-hmm. warner brothers film right that i've I, i've been a part of like i mean not a part of but i've been excited for uh the last time mm-hmm. it was this it was rises just dark no night. Dark, dark oh yeah the dark, the dark night yeah no that it, end sentence end <laughs> sentence it was it was the dark night which was right. the one i was excited about uh, because Joaquin Phoenix, it's a complete uh, detraction, supposedly, from right. the actual source material. That's right. And I'm super excited because all the fanboys are like, 
and I'm like, yeah, apparently his script leaked and people were upset that he is a psychopath murdering guy and somehow this is a movie about the Joker and people were surprised by that. But apparently it's not so much a superhero movie that you would expect. It's produced by Martin Scorsese and it's going to be directed by Todd Phillips. It has a rated R uh, rating, uh, film rating. Yeah. And it's going to be an origin film of the iconic clown prince. Yeah. Uh, of crime it looks great and it's projected right now to take in between 60 and 90 million domestically over the course of its opening weekend so about 77 million is the current estimate and that would put it above aquaman and shazam uh with which landed at 67 million and 53 million respectively so and also it's got a a very it's got a 55 million dollar budget so if it does that you've already made money i mean i'm excited about it because everyone who's attached to it Mm -hmm. seems to be doing well it, right. it it wasn't one of those times where like you heard terrible things where it's like oh man reshoots right. rescripts new director apparently it, jared leto was just flipping over people's trailers and sending people <laughs> dead, dead cats <laughs> just pulling pranks <laughs> where people are all secretly miserable uh, right the working scenes. with them and it was terrible no i'm actually excited about this because right. everything about this yeah if there great. was a problem never heard about it uh walking phoenix looks great mm-hmm. everything about it seems good good like the tra- the few trailers i watched i ate up they were perfect yeah. i think walking phoenix losing the weight looking like his head's too big for his sure. body i don't know if that's just me but his head looks a little too big for his body and the fact that his character just seems he seems off he seems like a yeah. loser and it's so different he's more down to earth though which is g- good for a joker origin story so i'm curious to see if they are ever going to try to especially if the movie makes money yeah to connect this to what don't. they're doing in they, the main line they don't have to dc they don't superhero. have to i, I right. don't i don't want them to i think they may i think, I think they, they may, may too but i don't want them to because this is going to be one of those movies mm-hmm. where i feel that it's gonna it, it's gonna be a one and done it's gonna be a great movie there might be like a few like nods to this and that right. but it's supposed to centralize basically on the joker uh becoming the joker and I think it's going to just be that. I want it to just be that. I'm excited for this movie. I want. Actually. I want it to. I don't want there to be a chemical thing. I want him to have a mental breakdown. I want him to just kind of go a little crazy. Right. But I don't want him to be like bleached white skin and green hair. Right. I want him to just kind of be a guy who goes a little too kooky and has a bad day. And I think that's kind of the direction they're going. It's, this is going to be different than I think your your regulars, you know, just yeah. beat for beat superhero movie, well, be, which is good. Yeah, is good. Well, well, because like every iter- other iteration besides Jared Leto, because we don't mm-hmm. talk about that one, um, has been like he's just he's he's kind of crazy. Like uh, the Nicholson one right. was like I'm a gangster, pow. Oh no, chemicals, right? Yeah, and then the Heath Ledger one was just. It was good because you didn't know anything about him. You just knew that so he that was crazy. Yeah. He he was crazy. And that that was was good about it because like you didn't know anything. There was no backstory. There's no history. Mm-hmm. Every time he talked, it was double speak. He was a liar. So it fit really well. And I think that this one is going to be an origin story where it's like start to finish. It's an origin story of a guy who's just had a series of bad things and starts right. to do bad stuff, but doesn't like get involved in anything else and i think that's a smart idea where it's like no batman no superman no villains right like maybe a cop or two like maybe just be like yeah do well, you hear about gordon like coming in be a lot of corruption within gossip gossip yeah. city with the waynes so yeah. they're gonna paint the joker in this one as a sympathetic character i, I think that's great who you're I, gonna be pulling for because you see, for, see things from his point of view right 
And so, so very, well, so very, so very infrequently is everyone like the Joker is a good right. guy. Like it, you don't see that. You just see the Joker being an insane murderer right. and everyone's like, I want to be the Joker. It's like, mm, you don't want to be the Joker because the Joker is a sociopath and he has no moral compass and he just does things because he wants to. He right. hurts because he wants to. But this is going to be a time where you're going to see like a oh, slightly man. more grounded version. With yes. Him. Well, it's it goes back to Alan Moore with his killing joke. Yeah. So where I, it's every person is just one bad day away from yeah. being a psychopath, murdering yeah, yeah, clown like yeah. the Joker, and that's I think that's kind of that will be the, the the thesis for this movie. I think that's a good thesis. I think you only go up to a certain point, though. I mm-hmm. think you go up to the part where he becomes. Uh, the red hood you don't use the red hood you don't do anything right. like that you just kind of like if it can meander and just kind of tell a different end to that story mm-hmm. where it's like here's a guy comedian can't do it he's a guy just trying to like get by and then just all the way through and then once it hits the point where he's like down on his luck you tell a whole different story he doesn't fall into a vat of like poison because right. that that's just eh, it's it's not of this era i think no, i think that worked it, it's in the totally 90s. not it's totally not right. it's like saying that the flash got his powers by like a weird chemical storm and lightning it's yeah it it's one of anymore. those times where it's that was like, one of it, the throwaway origin things that they used to do back in the golden and silver age where just someone got exposed to chemicals and now they're yeah. wacky or super who well, knows so, same thing with the hulk like right like they try to explain how the hulk really became the hulk it wasn't the chemicals that turned him mm-hmm. into the hulk it was his the abuse of his father and the anger he had within him ah. so the the hulk the like the gamma rays because right. we all know gamma rays just kill you like even though they've tried to explain Typically gamma rays right. for decades we all know that that's just gonna kill you that's right so it's i'm excited um i have not really been excited especially for a dc film in a while no I was, one has i was not like i thought that shazam looked exciting and good shazam looked like a fun it looked fun, fun it looked like a fun like teen film mm-hmm. like that has hope yeah and i i but i didn't have the drive it did the hope did not fill me with the drive to go see yeah. it i might rent it one day but it just didn't fill me with the need to go see it. And same with Aquaman. And both films did well. I mean, Aquaman Aquaman's, on H- dollars. Aquaman's on HBO, so I might watch it. I still don't think I'd even go. No? I'm not going to no? swim in those waters. No. Okay, that's, that's too fine. Deep. Too, deep. T- too deep. Too deep for me. So I think that's... Uh, that's I'm excited for a DC movie for the first time in a long if time. If I told you that William Dafoe might be an Aquaman, I can't yeah. be a, a, a thousand percent certain, but I think he's an Aquaman. Too much makeup and too much... Uh, Does, too much too, many, too much barnacles no? and seaweed. It's hard to tell who's <laughs> under that seaweed. It's because he's a method actor. He's beautiful. He's a beautiful man. A- another thing as far as uh, Marvel is concerned, as far as what they're adapting for television a lot of adaptations a lot of i think that's the whole entire game well i i'm i think that's what disney plus is doing Mm -hmm. be because like disney plus it's so i i think i made mention you it's gonna be disney plus espn and hulu as one package and that's gonna cost as much or maybe a little bit less than netflix well, what I was going to refer, yes, that's exactly right. And thank you, that, that is exactly right. Right. So right you have, in November, you have Disney Plus launching, packaged in with a number of other Disney-owned things like ESPN and, yeah. of course, Hulu. So they've got a lot of a lot of things coming. But it's something else that is going to be produced for a streaming service coming near you, you have, of course, Lord & Miller, who produced the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and they have been pegged to now do live action TV set in that Spider-Verse, taking Spider 
Men character over which and apparently they have nine. They said they have we have nine hundred Spider-Man owned characters over at Sony to choose yeah. from to include in this, and they're all going to be con- this. These are going to be connected to Into the Spider-Verse, so they're going to be doing live action. But not. I'm surprised that I, I'm surprised that if this is true, they're doing live action, right? Because it, it it seems that the whole aesthetic of Into the Spider-Verse was the, the art. It was the art direction. It was the fact that the Kingpin was like a giant cube right, with right. a teeny head and everything looked weird every they could do so much more with that like visually everything was super visual mm-hmm. hyper it was it, it was almost like watching batman 66 um or reading it because there was so much pop art colors coming at you so many things hitting you all at once i'm surprised i didn't see more zams and pows yeah uh it's well, it's curious what they're going to be doing with with these being live action yeah. shows that they're producing, and you think they're going to have Nicolas Cage be uh, easily be, be Spider Man Noir? You sure could. And he's going to like use his hands. He's going to kind of talk like this, and this is kind of the future of. They Nicolas could be spin offs of those characters. They could be different Spider Verse characters. Silk comes to mind. Mine, you have, of course, uh, you could go further with Spider Gwen. There's a lot of Spider Man characters that you could Ben Riley number peter I mean, porker peter porker of it's, course. A, it's just a pig dressed in a spider-man costume and that's that's the joke there is no other joke but no one else can understand him he's just peter porker so the creators say lord and miller in this case miller says we're trying to figure out a way to develop the show so that each are in their own experience are their own experience but are also related so it sounds like they're going to try their very best to tie them together in in an offender kind of way and bring them together at the end i don't know how this is going to play into phase two of uh into the spider-verse whatever they're planning on doing next whether they're going to incorporate I mean, these characters to the sequel this honestly may just be maybe like a, a a green arrow sort of thing where green arrow kind of went into legions of superheroes and then they kind of like do more of that weird stuff yeah and i don't see where these are being where these are going to actually come out whether yeah. they're going to be solely for if they're going to be shopped around or if they're going to be exclusive to one streaming service i think just Dis- i think disney plus would just probably be the smartest idea for that we'll see we'll see it's it's going to be interesting to see what direction those take and crisis on infinite earths yeah. of course uh television is really starting to get interesting with these superhero properties crisis <laughs> on infinite earths which is going to be on the cw is going to be a five night event this fall and one name that has now been confirmed two- I thought it was two names, actually. All right. What's the other name? Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Okay, I, was he, has he been confirmed? Confirmed. I don't. I was, I, I, a day behind my news. I was reading it. I, I might be uncertain. So let's just take that with a grain of salt. But let's go with the, the confirmed, confirmed, confirmed. Kevin Conroy will oh, play in yes. the voice of the cartoon Bruce Wayne and also on the Arkham uh, video game Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And basically, he, and if you think of the voice of Bruce Wayne, this is the voice you're thinking of. Yeah. He's voiced him in a number of anime. He was properties. the first one to do the different voices for That's Bruce right. Wayne ah. and Batman. And also also Adam West did different voices for his Batman. No, no, no. Kind of, kind of, kind of. <laughs> Have you ever seen that that clip of, of the 1960s Batman show where Adam West is in a situation where there are two phones where his regular Wayne Manor phone is ringing and the red phone is ringing and he has to have a conversation uh, on the on the side 
with the Commissioner Gordon and his his uh, the, the beat cop, yeah. the Irish cop. He's like, oh, Batman, Bruce Wayne, we're so happy to have you in the line. I'm going to patch you in to Bruce Wayne and you guys can talk. And so Bruce Wayne and Batman have to have a conversation. And can you can you do that for me? Uh, oh, of course, Mr. Batman. I, I'm so happy. To, well, I'll tell you, citizen. It's, I, I'm not doing it justice. I'm not, where they have to have a conversation and Adam West has to do both characters. It's really wonderful. I thought, Search it out. Kevin Conroy is the name of the actor who voices Batman in a number of different of genres and, and places. Yeah. So he will apparently be showing up in a live action. Yeah. Uh, old man Wayne. Old man Wayne. He is apparently not going to be. He's he's apparently stated to not be in the suit. He's yes. going to be just. And it's going to potentially be linked to Brandon Routh, who's going to be reprising his Superman character, playing the Christopher Reeves version, this Kingdom Come style, older, yeah. older Superman. And apparently this will be his older Batman um, I mean, equivalent. I never read Kingdom Come, Me to be either. honest. I, uh, I know it's lo- it looks lovely. It lo- oh, I can't do it. Can't do it. Um, only disappointment. But they could also do a Batman Beyond, too. Yeah. So that that's a definite possibility. Well, there's rumors that there was a, a, a shot leaked. A set Ooh, shot leaked of Kevin Conroy on shot playing old man Bruce Wayne. In the back, in a glass case, is the Batman Beyond suit. Have I told you how much I hate that suit? It's not great. It's, it's real. It's, it's real the name. mouth. It's yeah. Out of everything, it's the mouth that right. like it shows up and then just doesn't, just yeah. do, just disappears. It's I don't get it. It's you know it was crappy animated '90s Fox, chi- you know children's cartoon character yeah. design. I don't think a lot went went into it. So that either means that Batman Beyond is in this universe and he's running around, and he's just busy during that scene, or he has died and. Old man Bruce Wayne is memorializing that that costume. I'm gonna hit you with another theory. All right, the fact that um, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, Greg Capullo, yes, um, actually drew that in, drew mm. that suit in to one of their runs of Batman. Mm-hmm. So it, they might just be like lifting it because I, they're still trying to figure out when and how Batman Beyond and regular Batman tie yeah. together, even though it just doesn't work that way. They've brought him in to Batman Beyond into the mainline DC it's continuity. A, it's so weird. Using time travel. And I, is he still around or is he? He's around. He, he's around back but is he Batman back in his Beyond. old time? Is he taking? Yeah. Is he still? Even though he's in the mainline continuity, he's still his adventures take place in twenty ninety nine, or whatever year. Yeah, yeah, whatever I, year. Yeah, in. yeah. That's pretty much the DC version of twenty ninety nine. Yes, except Je- Justice League three million or mm-hmm. one million. But that was weird. That was just weird. It's a weird concept. Don't know why it existed. So he, um, Kevin Conroy, will be this. I think will be the first time where he is appearing in a live action capacity yes. as yes. Bruce Wayne because he is so it's iconic only time. and synonymous it's... with this voice that he's been doing. This is the first time he's ever. Which is weird, don't you? I feel like he should have more of a Stan Lee role mm-hmm. role in all like these sort of like Warner Brothers Batman verse things that like toss him in. He could just he could just be the announcer. He could be some guy. Yeah. You should have him in there. Get him in there. Get, Get him, him in there while he's still alive. I'll start. He's penning great. The so this is going to be part of the the five night event taking place starting on December the eighth with Supergirl and concluding on Tuesday, January fourteenth at nine p.m. Kind of a late start uh, <laughs> in twenty twenty. Are you going to be able to watch I it? Don't, actually, I don't know. No, I didn't realize what how late that last event. Oh was. boy, Whew, that last episode of the five night event. So uh, this could this be leading? You know, this is really the first uh, in a trilogy of crisis events that they've done over at DC where this could lead into infinite crisis where a super boy, you have a super boy gone bad. Oh man. I don't, 
this this might not this, be the end. This is pretty crazy. I don't know how much longer they're going to do it because I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. Green Arrow's out at this point, right? Green Arrow is out. So this is either going to be a reshuffling, refreshing of their line over at DC or kind of a, like we'll see where this goes from here. Do you think because Superman, uh, Adam Ralph, is that his name? Um, Brandon, Brandon Ralph. Brandon Ralph, yeah. Do you think that he's also going to be playing his... Uh, uh, Adam character, right? Yes. He, he plays the Atom. They're probably going to make a throwaway joke. Okay. We're like, hey, man, you're a good looking guy. You right. Too. Right. Oh, good. It's funny that we and really not right. Right. Just officially acknowledging, hey, we look identical. We're, <laughs> it's not that we are both similar looking. We yeah, are identical, identical down to the to the molecules. I think it'd be molecule. really funny if him as the Atom was like looking at su- as him as Superman. Just be like, hmm. hey. No, never mind. I you, so it's it's wonder it's so it's gonna be curious to see how with uh how much subtlety yeah they approach or or they don't which is also bold in its own right in its own way if they choose right? not to acknowledge the fact that you have one character playing both characters and one actor playing both characters which is really cool and a way to incorporate the infinite the crisis in infinite earths you know overall storyline where you have multiple supermans yeah. taking place. Um, you wonder how much. They are going to pull from the Superboy run. Apparently, the actor who played Lex Luthor has all but confirmed, although he could... Yeah, could from be, Smallville, right? Yeah, from Smallville. He is all but... What did I say? Superboy? You from did. Smallville. From, uh, from Smallville, he has all but said that he is not taking part in this. No one's called him. But Aww. he could be... He could be lying. I, th- I thought that... Would, you know what? Out of all the iterations of Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. he, his was kind of... His was the best. Right. I, I feel like it was the fact that like he wasn't a Ponzi scheme. He wasn't just trying to sell people apartments and he wasn't saying ding, 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 ding over he and over He just wanted again. to be friends with Superboy and just continue to be friends. But Superboy just kept on betraying him. Did, did you ever read the, the Smallville comic? I did not. I saw the covers. I'm like, oh, it looks, I'm glad did, they're still you, doing that. You know that at one point. In that Smallville universe, they mm-hmm. went off the rails and did like a weird Justice League towards yeah, the end. Yeah, no, I know. Okay. I know. I saw the covers for the the, conti- the continuation. No, of not Smallville. the comics. The actual show. Oh yeah, I do know that too. Yeah. I know they are going to bring in Aquaman, or they did bring in Aquaman. I, think I don't know. Booster Gold. It got crazy. So they could do a lot of things, and it's. I hope they have a if he if the Smallville version of Lex Luthor does reprise the role that he has a standoff with his uh, current. CW counterpart counterpart John Cryer and he's like oh I got worse looking how do I go from this to so that that could be interesting so you you have a potential for a lot of wonderful moments yeah I I think so I think it's going to be well written I think it's going to be decent TV yeah so I'm excited to see where they go with that of course and I think that's a nice inclusion of course if they have Mark Hamill come in and do some version of the Joker so so I, I that may have been someone playing tricks on me, and could I have may been, have just got could have been the trickster. Excited. Could have been his the ah, trickster, which when is, he came back as the trickster. He's currently he exists in the CW universe as the trickster. So yeah. you wonder if, but then again, you can play multiple roles. It doesn't really matter. It's multiple Earths. It's a multiverse. Event. It's the multiverse. I mean, everyone is literally a copy of everyone else. Just You're free to do thing. yeah whatever you want. Uh, what else is left on the agenda here? Um, some reboots in the future because yeah. now that does that Disney has acquired a number of fox properties there are there's the potential for rebooting maybe not your superhero properties but some other ones yeah so there's um the diary of a, t- of a wimpy teenage yes. boy a, a wimpy kid whatever that that long title is um cheaper 
by the dozen. Now, I'm told, actually, that my grandmother, her family is the family that Chupa by the Dozen is based on. Now, written about. Now, now, who told you this? A cousin of mine. Now, is this cousin a liar? We'll find out <laughs> in, cheap, in a future edition of Cheaper by the Dustin's where she makes a... a wait, uh, wait, 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 which version? The original version? Yeah. The the one that was like 1950s something, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I'm going to go back through the Wikipedia and if it's not there, I'm going to edit it in myself <laughs> so I can win this I'm letting, you, I'm letting you know. I'm going to pull it up so I can look at it at home because I'm only on a, a limited data right now. Oh, well, so. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, that's fine. very difficult. It happens. Night at the Museum. Uh, they're yeah, going like, to take another crack at that. I I, I don't know why. Uh, Avatar. Of course. Avatar, of course, now. See, that's not going to get rebooted. That's not going to get rebooted. They already have a plan. Because for some reason, it's still going to happen. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't really care for it. It's funny. I saw something. Uh, I saw like, oh my god, uh, some of these things aged badly on the internet, and it was a uh, a, a post that someone did where it's like official, confirmed Avatar two coming to a theater near you in two thousand fourteen. <laughs> um, just posts that aged badly, and I think that was one of them. Why? Just, so this has been impre- it, so they have a plan. They're not rebooting no, Avatar, no, no. but it's in their house now. The mouse yeah, house. Yeah, there's also the Tark. The Tark. The talk of possibly um doing something with Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Um they Matt Reeves was able to tell the whole story he wanted in that trilogy, which is really good. Mm-hmm. But maybe the House of Mouse is gonna do something with it. Yes. There's also talk of maybe doing something with Home Alone for some reason. Who knows? They made they've a bunch of movies. Rebooted Home Alone, yeah, though. they've done it numerous times. They've done it numerous times. I don't so. know why. Uh but unless you bring back Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin. Culkin as the dad. No, no, no. So the one I saw and read, which was a good idea, it's like Macaulay Culkin, he comes back because his mom um, is left alone uh-huh. at Christmas. No uh-huh. one wants to be no one wants to be around her. But uh, does she have some type of dementia? And maybe. she gets lost. She gets lost I mean, that, in New York. That would make sense. That would make sense. It's got to be a continuation of the original continuity. Yeah. So, so Joe Pesci and right. uh, I forget the other guy's name. Doesn't matter. Uh, they come back. They get out of jail and they're going to kill the mother. Yes. yes. Why? Why do they get to kill the mother? Because they never even met the mother. She's gonna gonna go back to the house and kill whoever's in there. That's what they're doing. Oh. That's what they're doing. And so it turns into like a Rambo standoff situation, or like try to think of a like a thing where he just collects all the guns and just goes after them, and it turns into like well, a big I, revenge movie. I mean, also like think about it. Macaulay Culkin was like, I don't know if you ever saw this movie, but there was a movie where they actually showed what would happen. Mm-hmm. If you did that paint can thing, yeah, and the, that. the person's face exploded, Mythbusters or some yeah, 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 version. yeah, that would murder someone. Right. So I don't see how they could like make this a fun thing with Joe Pesci's like mm-hmm. a ninety year old man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not funny. That's just sad. I like my idea better of just the mother <laughs> getting lost in New York because she has dementia now and he has to go find her. That's nice. That's it's a, nice. It could be an adorable nice. film. It That's could be nice. an adorable. And they they have a reunion in that same spot that they had when they when they saw each other again at the end of Lost in New York. Yeah. Except it's it's reversed. Oh, okay. And they meet again when they when he finally finds her in that same he had all he had to do was just go back to that spot where they met in Lost she, in New York. She had been there for going there every day for years. I don't know. Yeah. Could be. We can make it a really heartbreaking story. Yeah. I don't know. I like your revenge story too, where he just oh, gets all the. Re- but that's just that's just sad. It's like you're just you're just fighting old men who are incompetent to begin with. Just leave them alone. Yeah, 
there's a lot of problems there. A lot of uh, workshopping that needs to be done to make that work. You're tons. Gonna, they're ton, going to make tons it work. Of it. Like, not because it needs to be told. But they're just going to do it. It's just, they, they're going to do it just like Mrs. Doubtfire had just reached its natural conclusion. But they they were going to make a Mrs. Doubtfire too, whether you wanted one or not. Were they really? Yeah, it had already been, their script had been written. I believe they were ready to go. Is this like Beetlejuice 2? Yes. Uh. Also Beetlejuice 2. I don't know how, if that really was going to, I hope happen. I knew there, you know, I mean, there, yeah. there was like, there was no reason for that to happen. Sequels. I, I think he maybe wrote that script just to get the money. Just like right. who is, who is the guy that was it? Michael Bay who mm. wrote the Spider-Man script just so he could get paid. Oh, it was James Cameron. Yeah. yeah. It was Cameron. a garbage script, but he yeah. needed the money to do avatar. Probably. Oh, I, I heard it was the other way around where he, he's like, yeah, I'll do Spider-Man, but like, I don't have time. Like, yeah, I'll do it. Like I'm James Cameron. Like the fact that you're even getting my time, I will. But if you need, me to submit a script just yeah, to lock yeah, me yeah, in. yeah yeah i will give you a script and he just submitted it and then apparently uh, it became infamous and i i heard doing. I, I heard he wrote it yeah just for the paycheck yeah hey. but, but but that was it he had no intention to ever film it ever to do anything with it it's very sad it's very sad what i think it's been i think it's perfectly fine what could have been and that i think is everything we wanted to cover the last thing that i wanted to discuss here that, yeah. that i have someone else who's read it we have both read everything that's been written thus far for Jonathan Hickman, Jonathan Hickman's 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 House of Ten or Powers of Ten, as it's sometimes <laughs> known in smaller communities. Uh, a little joke I, I to the previous episode, uh, uh, House of X, yeah. Powers of X. Uh, he was. It's a, it's go back and listen to Super Friends Super Show 180 for the full story of um the, the of how we all we lost our dentures That's in right. a cup and had to fight over whose teeth were whose. So this is a 12 issue series. Is it 12 series. issues? Okay. 12 issues in total. And it's going to then lead to it's basically just the overture to something much bigger that happens yeah, this, this it, uh, fall winter time it's it, it's basically what happens every like five or ten years with right. one major character uh it's x-men they're also mm. doing it with carnage right now where the, they have someone come back in and they're like rewrite a story make it big yeah and try to streamline all the crap we had previously yes. and that's what jonathan hickman is doing he's back over at marvel yeah and he left he took a little sabbatical for a couple years after secret wars and now he's back and he is trying to fix to the best of his ability um the X-Men French, the X, the house of X-Men yeah. over there, all the mutants they have because they lost focus. The X-Men mutant characters they had over it, over at Marvel because they, a few years ago, if you recall, because they did not own Fox studios several years ago, owned of course the X-Men yeah. mutant properties. Yeah. So they thought in their own deluded way that by somehow focusing on mutants and the X-Men in their comics, they were giving, um, publicity to characters whose rights to produce movies they didn't own yeah so they were doing themselves a disservice yeah. by propping up the x-men and the mutants so they decided you know what who's just as good as the mutants and the x-men the inhumans it was such a weird turn so of events they decided to like basically just swap out the the x-men for the inhumans and it didn't work oh no everyone saw through that ruse right which may have like honestly i know it's a little conspiracy thinky 
But I'm like, maybe that's that's actually what they wanted to do. They wanted people. They it was a new Coke strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wanted people wanted their old Coke back. Basically, they're yeah. like, hey, let's try something weird because the boss has a nephew yeah. who has a great idea, and we just have to listen to the boss. But we're secretly gonna just like put it Bring back, back and, and yeah. then demand will be higher than ever. So yeah, they phased them out. But then of course now they own Fox Studios. Yeah. And all of their properties. So they have the X-Men back and they have no reason not to push the X-Men and the mutants as hard as they ever have. Well, so. there, there was also the problem where there was X-Men Red, X-Men Blue, X-Men yeah. Gold. Uh, there was um, X-Factor. Mm-hmm. There were there, there were a bunch of X-Titles that because this is what happens because you have so many characters yeah. just like man the justice league works out great for these you have so many characters and you only have so many main top tier characters that people care about right and it's very hard to write and have a good series going on with all these other minor characters and to try and tell a compelling story and keep up sales because that's that's all it says all those other titles, they they thought it was going to work out. They're like, oh, we're going to bring back the nostalgia of the 90s because they were doing that. They had 90s covers. Well, yeah, they wanted to bring back the classic teams. Exactly. And it that's did not, how they were going to work out from there. It did not work but I don't out. Know if they, I can't remember who they had writing those books. And a lot of times it just comes back to that. Whether people trust the, the writer who has been attached to these X-Men books or any book in general. And in the case of Jonathan Hickman, he's an A-list writer as far yeah. as comics are, are concerned. Yeah. Super so, weird guy, but super, super good weird. writer. And these books, they essentially tell one story. Yes. They come out every other week where you have Powers of X one week and, and House, House of, of X, X the, yeah. the following week. And they tell one grand story uh, that's going to conclude at the end of these 12, episodes, these 12 issues. But they're very different different sides of one story yeah so at least from the initial the, the outset well so that's what hickman does hickman is a is a guy who um not only writes in sometimes heady mm-hmm. very kind of De- very detail very detailed also i found myself like having to just double take notes and double mm-hmm. read things to make sure that i'm getting everything clear i may be an idiot i'm definitely an idiot he but, throws a lot at you. Well, he also used a lot of info infographs right. too in his work because it's a thing. Symbols and hard data mm-hmm. he wants you to have so that way it's He doesn't proof. have to waste time in exposition. Ex- too. Exactly. It's proof. Yeah, and he I doesn't think, want the character saying, hey, I'm going to go and he just d- delivers just a drawing thing of exposition. Exactly. He just decides, you know what's better? Instead of, instead of wasting words out of my character's mouth where they're just explaining well, it, stuff. It's pages that don't have, have to page, exist. Right. Here's a page where... Here's just a flow chart of yeah. everything. That, <laughs> That's what happened right. in the second one, too. Right. So I think it's really the storytelling style is is very different than what I'm sure most people are, are used to reading over over at Marvel. And exactly. DC. And they also know that, too. And so going in, it's very different. Uh, it's very detail heavy, but really well thought out. Oh, God. It's so it's Jonathan Hickman is such a strange writer, mm-hmm. but he's one of those uh, writers who's so eccentric that nothing gets left on the cutting room floor. Everything in that comic serves a purpose. There's never fluff in in what he writes. There's always something weird in every issue, no matter what he's writing. Uh, Black Monday Murders, I think that's what it was called, Mm -hmm. or um, East East of West, like all of these stories, and the Manhattan Project too, all of these stories, they all have some weird specific thing in each issue that's going to come back around, and you have to keep an eye on it. Right. And he focuses on just he basically tells a story from every single possible direction. He he approaches it from every single direction. Yeah. And in the case of so they've he he started this 
12 week long uh, mega series, maxi series, where it's two different stories off, out with a book called House of X and it sold tremendously well. And then yeah. subsequently, uh, Powers of X sold really well too. Not quite as well as, as House of X, but um, it sold nearly 200,000 copies, which is really good for a comic book in these days and age. <laughs> um, and it's House of X tells a story of, it, it's a really interesting story with a, with a mutant that I don't know if they've ever had before, especially in the second issue of House of X. Yes. Um, spoilers, I guess. So this is a character who their power lies within reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Where, so if you haven't read the book yet, just go read it now and come back. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, hold on, we'll put a ding. Yeah. Ding. Um, so now we're going to spoil it for you. The, the character Moya, I believe mm-hmm. her name is Moya. Mora. Mora. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't really matter. Um, her power is that every time she dies, she goes back to the womb. Mm-hmm. Um, so her first life she lived, she lived a normal life. Uh, lived to 74, had yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. Wife d- had a husband. Right. Uh, she died of like cardiac arrest or something. Yeah, it was a very, it was a very life. straightforward life. Uh, and then she found out in the womb again that she knew everything was happening. She remembered everything from her everything, life. everything. And it's not even like she gets born again and she is born. It's time starts over. Time starts over and she gets to relive her life again. Yeah. yeah. And so she chooses to live it very differently. I think the second or third, her second or third life, she decides. I think to, it was the fourth one, the apocalypse, she, right? Well, I, I was more so before that. She decides that humans uh, the rather the mutants, the whatever oh, yeah, yeah, ailment yeah, yeah, yeah. can be yeah. cured, and she devotes her life to science, and she develops the mutant cure. And there is this character who can foresee is, all of time is, and space. Is that a new character too? I hope so, because so so basically this new character it's called Dominion or Destiny or something. Yeah, something yeah. With I think D. it's Destiny. Okay, and she basically says that you think you have infinite lives, you have maybe ten tops, you have ten do overs tops. And, and I then, can see every single possibility as yeah, far as yeah, your life. Yeah. And you, if you are killed during before your your mutants power your mutant powers manifest in your teens, that you don't get a chance to reincarnate. Yeah. So you have ten, maybe eleven. If uh, if you chances, do it right, if you do it right, and then she gets burned by pyro. Yeah. <laughs> because they're like, yeah, it's I really, want you to know what dying you, slowly yeah, is like. If you cross this again, if you decide to use one of your lives on trying to cure mutants, we, I'm gonna see that and I'm gonna burn you alive slowly. And it's, it's really it's, it, that was super dark. And I'm like, great, wow, it's dark. It's dark. And so it's, and she basically approaches. Um, the the mutant experience from a, dumb, a number of different sides. She joins up with Apocalypse it, one lifetime. It's, it's she, very interesting because to me, it hit on all of those times that mm-hmm. someone in the X-Men universe was like, going to cure mutants, going to help them out, right. or Apocalypse is coming and I'm going to be the person who, who fights with Apocalypse. And I think it ran through each of those. And I think right. that was a really smart idea for a brand new character, I believe she's a brand new character, to go through and to live each one of those experiences, knowing full well, like, because basically she gets retconned right. so many times and all these ideas get retconned because that's exactly what happened in Marvel. They're right. like, well, let's, let's write this story. Let's figure it out. And then retcon. Let's They're write the story and figure it out. They're kind of using as a source, a vehicle to explain past retcons. Which is very interesting because that means that we've seen the Marvel universe right through her eyes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just saying that if, if that's the case, mm-hmm. we've been living her experience without knowing we are her. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. And uh, what's cool about the first <laughs> episode 
or the first issue of this House of X one is it she meets like a younger Professor X. Yeah. yeah. And they have a quick conversation. This was like the 70s, probably 60s, 70s because of the style of clothes. And she's like, I, you know, she she's very familiar with him and he reads her mind and sees and the first issue you just see that he's just shocked and then you revisit that scene at the end of the second issue house of x 2 and we this is after now we learn yeah. that she's lived like seven eight nine ten lifetimes to this point and that's why we find out why professor xavier is shocked and why the version of professor xavier that we see in powers of x yeah is so weird well so he knows now too much i think being informed by her so well, he, it changes who he is. Well, also in, in the first episode, first issue, we're saying episodes, which I'm good to say episodes. Sure. Um, first issue of House of X, he has Cerebro. He's mm-hmm. wearing Cerebro. And uh, when I first saw that, you and I talked about this, that we both thought that was Ultimate Reed Richards. Yeah. Because it it looks like him. It looks just like him. It, right. I, I can't I can't not think that maybe there was a little bit of inspiration taken from that. Sure, definitely. But I also the fact that everything's a hard retcon, that everything mm-hmm. has different decisions, I think that this is the retcon and it's the smartest retcon yeah, that cool. they've ever done because like DC needs a retcon, they have the Flash do it. Yeah. Uh, Marvel has a retcon, they have some sort of like weird God do it. But this is the most natural retcon yeah. Yeah. because this is someone's power to just die. It's and, a good device. Yeah. It's definitely a good device. So the it's definitely worth reading powers of x yeah. is weird and they've only done one issue so far so yeah. powers of x comes out tomorrow, tomorrow. so maybe issue two it will fill in the blanks like because that's actually sort of what happened in, in house of x the first issue is it i was so confused and i went back to see if i lost it yeah. had missed anything and it's like no and then house of x 2 filled answered a lot of questions yeah, in the it, first it, one, it definitely so. helps fill out those answers and those questions you have um with powers answers. of x is just it's weird Issue one is really weird. It takes place. It talks about three different versions of Professor X, the current day one, 100 years from now, and like a thousand years from now or something, or a million years from now, and tells the story from those three different timelines, those three different points in time. And it was the first issue was confusing. The second one might not be as much because now maybe there'll be some reveals that make that first issue make more sense. Let's hope so. So that is coming out and we'll talk about it, I'm sure, in, in, in a future issue of the Super Friends Super Show in a, in a comic corner. Just to let you know, uh, we've already had this conversation mm. because someone's died and we're living through their lives That's again. true. That's true. Oh. You're just reliving it. Super Friends Super Show, new super podcast on Twitter at new super podcast where you can find us. Find us on anywhere you listen to podcasts. Super Friends Super Show, of course, we are on Stitcher, Spreaker, iTunes, all wherever you listen to podcasts, we're probably there. Wherever you find them, just type our name in, yeah, and we'll be there, baby. We'll be, we'll be there. We'll, we'll be there. You can snuggle us with, with your laptop or whatever listening mm. device you have with your headphones. We're just getting a little closer to the microphone so you feel comfortable with a little ASMR. That's it. We're working on. That's yeah. That, that's that, that's our next step. <laughs> we're upgrading all of our microphones so we can go down that avenue. It's going to be great. But yeah, if you like the show, remember to subscribe on iTunes. Anytime there is a new episode, you will get it immediately. And I think that's really all I need to say. There was a bug flying on my thing, so I flicked it and I ended up flicking my, my laptop case across the table. Bam. But I've been Sean Dwyer at SeanDwyer.com is where you can follow me on Twitter or, or not. <laughs> or not. Or not. It's completely up to you. Yeah. At Sean Sand Sugar. That's right. On Twitter. Anything else that we need to know about you? Um... 
someone has to, has to explain to me how spoiler mm-hmm. carnage is really he was born in the 90s um not 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 the character like carnage right. but cletus cast he was born in the 90s no one ex- has explained that to me and i went to go post that on a facebook group and it got denied by the admin so i've just been biding my time to put that question back up there there, there, there's someone's trying to silence you, and we're gonna find out why mm-hmm. on the next. And we'll we'll have the answer for you on the next issue of the Super Friends Super Show 182. That's right. Thanks for listening. Find us again next time. Super Friends Super Show away.